All right, folks, as we come on air this evening, we do have some very sad breaking news coming out of Georgia. Uh, a suspect was busted Tuesday evening for the slayings of eight people in shootings at three massage parlors staffed primarily by Asian women in Atlanta and a suburb. This is what police say. This is in the New York Post. The suspected gunman, Robert Aaron Long, 21 years old of Woodstock, Georgia, captured Tuesday night about 150 miles south of Atlanta. Uh, authorities believe Long opened fire. I, I get this, right? Why? I, I will never understand why people do this. Why? And who knows what the motive is of this guy? Um, like I said, this is just breaking right now. But you know, you're so unhappy with life, you just kill other people when there is no way to bring people's lives back i when it comes to money or damages yeah those can be fixed but when it comes to a human life you cannot get that back we don't have the technology to do that at this point in time so i this stuff it always always frustrates me because now we have eight people dead because of this idiot this guy deserve the deserves the death penalty it's as simple as that. You knowingly take a human life, that's it. You deserve the death penalty. Authorities believe Long opened fire on five people shortly before 5 p.m. in Young Young's Asian Massage uh, in Cherokee County, Georgia. Four of the victims of that shooting died, according to the sheriff's office. And it, I, you know, like I said, just breaking now, folks, but... It really, honestly, it truly hurts my heart, though, because you got eight people now who they're never going to see their families again because of this idiot who, in my opinion, deserves the death penalty. If he knowingly opened fire, killed eight people, that's it. That's it. You deserve the death penalty. It's disgusting and it's terrible. Uh, anyway, all right, so we have a lot of news going on today. Joe Unity Biden just did an interview um, on ABC News with George Stephanopoulos. Now, remember, anytime you see George Stephanopoulos, you have to remember in the back of your mind, this is a Clinton guy through and through. Is Clinton communicated, I think he was communications director, something like that in the Clinton administration. But one of the headlines coming out of ABC here, Biden says he supports reforming Senate filibuster, an ABC News exclusive interview. So the big talk in D.C. right now is all around the legislative filibuster. The filibuster, by the way, requires that uh, says that you need 60 votes to pass uh, bills into laws and you get legislation passed. That's what the filibuster is for. Now. The hypocrisy of Democrats will never cease to amaze me. Dick Durbin, Senator Dick Durbin, said yesterday, quote, The filibuster is now the death grip of democracy. What's so funny about that, though, is just three years ago in 2018, Senator Durbin said this, Doing away with the filibuster would be the end of the Senate. Okay, well, when the Democrats weren't in the majority, that's it. Oh my God, if we eliminate the filibuster, that's it. The death of democracy or the end of the Senate. 
but now it's the death grip of democracy when democrats are 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 in the majority i mean it's it's unbelievable the hypocrisy and he's not the only one amy klobuchar 2018 senator uh klobuchar from minnesota i would prefer having the 60 votes now she says this was uh two weeks ago yeah i'm in favor of getting rid of the filibuster so just because they went from the minority to the majority in the senate now their opinions have to change now they have to rush through their legislation and by the way you needing 60 votes to pass it you know utilizing uh the filibuster well doesn't that bring unity if you need 60 votes, you need at least, say, uh, the position we're in right now, where Democrats have 50 uh, senators, where we're split in the Senate. Obviously, Kamala Harris being the vice president breaks the tie, gives Democrats the majority, 51 out of 50, because she is the president of the Senate. That's what comes with being VP. But in this case, though, if you got 10 Republicans to join with you and get 60 votes, therefore, you know, uh, uh, bypassing the filibuster, isn't that a sign of unity? Isn't that what we elect these people to go to D.C. and do? To compromise and come together with a plan that, and again, it's only 10. You could still have 40 Republicans disagree with it. You can still get it passed. But no, the rules have to change, though, when, when they don't, uh, when they're not supportive of the Democrats' plans and their policies. Um, anyway, so Biden, now Biden himself has said repeatedly that he he's in favor of the filibuster. Well, now, Stephanopoulos asked Biden, quote, aren't you going to have to choose between preserving the filibuster and advancing your agenda? Well, Biden said, yes, but here's the choice. I don't think that you have to eliminate the filibuster you have to do uh you have to do it what it used to be uh when i first got to the senate back in the old days you have to stand up and command the floor you had to keep talking he says oh well oh so you're for that reform you're for bringing uh back the talking filibuster you say yeah i am that's what it's supposed to be stuff uh biden said it's 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 getting to the point where you know democracy is having a hard time functioning now literally the democrats fought tooth and nail against the republicans when republicans wanted to pass anything i mean they didn't even want to uh, uh, pass a police reform bill when republicans were in the majority and that was just last year so now though because republicans are stopping this crazy to take hr1 for example that will federalize elections that uh now because they don't want that passed biden says democracy is having a hard time functioning well guess what joe democracy democracy should be hard it's something that needs to be fought for it's not a dictatorship and again joe biden the same guy who says I got to get the votes. I, I have to, you know, I still believe we live in a democracy. Well, Joe, what are you up to? Over 50 executive orders now? Again, acting like a dictator. Not my words. That's not my definition of what Joe Biden's doing. That's Joe Biden's own definition.
Now, ABC News puts in uh, their article here. As uh, recently as Tuesday, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki insisted that Biden preferred not to make changes to, to the filibuster, but was open to hearing ideas on the topic. Now, they say, well, moderate Democrats, uh, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Cinema of Arizona, have objected to changing the filibuster. Manchin recently raised the possibility of making the tactic more, quote, painful for Republicans. How about that? Now, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell today warned Democrats against changing the legislative filibuster. McConnell said, quote, this chaos would not open up an express lane to liberal change. It would not open up an express lane for the Biden presidency, Biden presidency excuse me, to speed into the history books. The Senate would be more like a hundred car pileup, nothing moving. And he said that Republicans, next time we're in the majority, yeah, we're going, any rule changes? Yeah, the next time uh, that we're in the majority, we're going to take advantage of that. That's what Senator Mitch McConnell uh, said. Now, the greatest hypocrisy of all, 2017, Charles E. Schumer. Uh, the legislative filibuster is the most important distinction between the Senate and the House. Without the 60-volt threshold for legislation, the Senate becomes a majoritarian institution like the House. No senator would like to see that happen. Again, blank hypocrisy. This is the Democrat Party for you. As long as they can advance their agenda, that's what they care about. They care about the money, sex, and power. Those, those are the three things that motivate people to do absolutely anything. This is All they care about is power. That's as simple as that. The Democrat Party cares about power. They don't care about you know what we've had in place for years. I mean, for goodness sake, they don't even want, they want 104 senators. Those up to them, they give D.C. and Puerto Rico statehood yesterday. That's how these people are. Now, Joe Biden gave it, uh, the, the interview today on ABC News. He's also announced today. Now, get this. How long have we been asking for a Joe Biden press conference? Long time, right? Well, he's going to hold his first formal news conference on March 25th. Okay, Joe Biden, the and again, President of the United States, leader of the free world, commander-in-chief, needs nine days, nine days to prepare for a press conference. Donald Trump, compared to Trump, when Trump would come out, he would talk to the news media almost every single day. We've gone from the most transparent president that we've ever seen to the least transparent president ever, probably in the history. Well, obviously right now we have TV and radio and cameras and social media everywhere. And, and Joe Biden, To I believe that Joe Biden likes to be unseen joe biden likes to be behind the scenes he's probably I mean, right now he's probably sleeping for goodness sake I mean, we're supposed to but here's the thing this is why it really bothers me so much we're supposed to have faith and trust and be inspired by the president of the united states joe biden and i have none in him whatsoever i really don't 
Um, we'll get to more parts of the interview as the program progresses here. Uh, but anyway, the Wisconsin spotlight today. We have to go to this because I feel like everyone has sort of uh, move on. The election's over. Biden's the president. You got to. Well, just hold on a minute. We have got to keep fighting for free and fair elections. So if if H.R. 1 is passed in the Senate, then we don't have that anymore. It would be mail-in balloting, mail-in voting every single election. The democracy, this it works so well for the Democrats because they were able to cheat in the 2020 election. Now you might say, oh, well, there's no evidence. Well, isn't there all those courts have already thrown out? Have the courts listened to any part of it? No. And that's all conservatives want. They just want the election challenges to be heard. And I'll give you two examples here. Wisconsin and Michigan. Here's the headline in the Wisconsin spotlight today. Green Bay takes orders from the Biden campaign. Also the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. So they write in uh, the Wisconsin spotlight. This is uh, M.D. Kittle and David uh, Merrick. Uh, Mer I believe it's Merrick. Anyway, he write, they write, left-leaning groups funded by Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg weren't the only organizations telling the city of Green Bay how to run November's election. The Democratic Party of Wisconsin and operatives for then-Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden's campaign also offered their advice to Green Mayor uh, Eric uh, Genrich, uh, Genrich, Genrich, who knows what, how to pronounce it, Genrich to go with. Uh, either way, you get it. It's Green Bay um, mayor. And he said they offered him advice, and guess what? The mayor took it. They were worried that, quote, thousands of votes ran the risk of not being counted. So David Kronig, who's the Democrat Party of Wisconsin's Director of Voter Protection, imagine having that job, the Director of Voter protection. Wow, this guy made it, huh? So he fires off an email to Green Bay officials the day before the presidential election. He says, quote, we're checking in regarding the guidance that went live on the city's website. We think this morning that the drop box at City Hall will be open until 8 p.m. tomorrow. Kronig wrote to this, uh, sent this email to Vanessa Chavis, who's a Green Bay city attorney, uh, uh, Celestin Jeffries, the Democrat mayor's chief of staff, and Ahmad Riviera, who's Green Bay community liaison. So also in the email, though, was a guy named uh, Devin Remicker, Biden campaign staffer, and the Democrat Party of Wisconsin's former senior elections director, Daniel Melfi, Wisconsin state director for Joe Biden for president. Scott uh, Spector, who's a Wisconsin senior advisor for the Biden campaign, and Tanya Bjork, a veteran operative for Team Biden and former President Barack Obama. So in that email, and and you know that listen, the all the name, there are a lot of names to get into there. That that's not really the point of the story. I just want to make sure I give up. You know, we're, listen, we're into transparency on this program, unlike the Biden administration. But I just want to make sure you know you got all the names if you ever hear them. So in the email though. Kronig, and again, remember Kronig here is the director, the Democrat Party of Wisconsin's director of voter protection. So he wrote that the Wisconsin Elections Commission's clear guidance 
on state election law requires ballots to physically be at central uh, count locations by 8 p.m. to be counted. The city had advised voters that absentee ballots had to be in the drop boxes by 8 p.m. on election day. Well, the state Democrats and Biden's campaign staffers urged the city to strictly follow Wisconsin Election Commission's guidance on the point. Quote, we understand that there is some ambiguity in the statute on this point, and there is an argument to be made that being in custody of the city clerk suffices. However, even if the city's interpretation is entirely correct, we think that it's still too big a risk to take, Kronig said. He said there are thousands of unreturned ballots in Green Bay, and risking that some portion of those ballots might not be counted over an arguable uh, legal interpretation just isn't worth it. So in other words, think of all those Biden votes that the city might be missing in a close election in Battleground, Wisconsin, the partisan of uh, uh, operatives didn't want to take any chances. The message could uh, uh, turn more urgent. Against the backdrop of the Wisconsin Election uh, Commission's guidance, I think there's a less than 15% chance the city would win a lawsuit with the end result that hundreds of thousands of Green Bay voters could be disenfranchised through no fault of their own. Says so this is just a bit uh, hyperbolic. Green Bay's population is just over 100,000 with some 60,000 registered to vote in November's elections. So Kronig and his Biden campaign pals instructed city officials, get this now, this is the major part of the story here, close and lock city hall drop boxes at 7 p.m. along with the rest of the city's drop boxes. Place clear signs at each drop box upon closing directing voters to bring their ballots to the central count location. Station volunteers or poll workers at each drop box from 7 to 8 to redirect people to central count and bring any ballots collected at 7 p.m. directly to central count uh, rather than passing through the clerk's office at City Hall. Well, it appears that the mayor's office complied. In its Election Day edition, the Green Bay Press-Gazette reported that ballot drop box uh, ballot box drop-off would end at 7 p.m. So, given all of this, and there's a lot to, to go through there, but how is that not susceptible to fraud? How is it, it seems to me, as though if we had such a free and fair election, why are, why are they writing all these different, they're afraid voters will be disenfranchised, right? Because of why? Mail-in balloting? You know, to me, a lot of this seems as though there is clear evidence of Biden campaign and Biden campaign staffers colluding with the different Democrat parties. Here's just one example. Who knows how many uh, towns and cities that this happened in where they're saying, this is what we want you to do. Well, wait a minute. You guys are supposed to conduct your own elections. Why are you listening to one of the candidates' orders, basically? And now it, it and, and it didn't only happen here. I mean, this is documented. This is great work by the Wisconsin Spotlight. But you know, it, we're supposed to believe that we had a free and fair election. 
I think there's millions of conservatives out there that are very, very much doubting it. Now, um, so we go from Wisconsin here to Michigan. This today in Breitbart, Michigan judge says the Secretary of State's absentee ballot order broke the law, vindicating Trump. A Michigan judge ruled last week Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson broke state law when she unilaterally issued rules related to absentee balloting, legitimizing a key claim made by the Trump campaign and its legal challenges to the 2020 election. Benson issued several unilateral orders during the 2020 election, including sending absentee ballot applications to all registered voters. Again, how that you would believe that that would cause a safe election is beyond me. We know that dead people voted in the election. How is it? If there was one thing we have to get right in this country, it's our election and the integrity of our election. To me, Democrats caused chaos in, in Green Bay, in, in, in uh, uh, Detroit, you know, in Milwaukee, in, in Atlanta, all, all, <laughs> all the cities where, oh, all, here's all these mail-in ballots coming in for Joe Biden at three in the morning. Anyway, uh, so Benson issued uh, guidance on how to evaluate absentee ballots. Uh, 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 move Michigan Court of Claims Chief Judge Christopher Murray held violated the state's Administrative Procedures Act. In the guidance, Benson said slight similarities in signatures on absentee ballots should lead a counter to decide in favor of finding that the voter's signature was valid think about that right who who knows who could be forging these again every single voter got a mail-in ballot what could possibly go wrong there murray ruled uh benson violated the law because the guidance issued by the secretary of state on october 6th of 2020 with respect to signature matching standards was issued directly in violation of the Administrative Procedures Act. Uh, Representative Matt Hall from Michigan, Michigan State Representative said, quote, I'm glad the court sees Secretary of State Benson's attempt at lawmaking for what they are, clear violations of her authority. If she wants to make changes like these, she needs to work with the legislature, again, that's right in the constitution, or properly uh, uh, promulgate them through the laws we have on the books. In this case, the Administrative Procedures Act. So again, the Secretary of State of Michigan clearly broke the law. That's what this judge is ruling here. Signature validation rules created without the approval of a legislature was one of the issues the Trump campaign and Republicans, Republicans claimed was done illegally in the 2020 election. Well, now this Judge Murray is agreeing. Trump's campaign and Republicans argued in cases nationwide that Article 2 of the Constitution requires state legislatures to make the rules governing presidential elections and state election officials and courts lack the authority to change those rules. Murray's ruling undercuts the Democratic narrative that Republican legal challenges to 2020 election procedures were without merit and had therefore all been rejected by the courts. Now, this really throws me for a loop because the challenge, the suit was filed October 6, 2020, 
prior to the election, but wasn't decided until March 9th, 2021. Again, how is it that if we want to get our elections right, we have things like this happening? I mean, you, you didn't want that to be on the, on the very first thing that people should be looking at? It's just crazy to me. And, I, and listen, I'm sorry, folks, but I am never going to believe that Joe Biden received 80 million votes. It's just never, ever going to happen, as far as I'm concerned. Again, you know, I'm not, I'm not a Democrat. I don't tell you. I'd make up your own mind on it. Uh, anyway, so move on to some more news today. U.S. intelligence today. Here you go, right? Get <laughs> When I read this, Axios... I, 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 I couldn't really believe it. I, and, and I don't think that a lot of people are going to. So apparently, right, and this is what uh, the intelligence community is telling us, that it was Russia and Iran, so far away, who influenced our election, or at least sought to. Uh, aren't you missing a country here? Aren't you missing China? You're going to tell me China played no part in trying to interfere with our elections? Axios writing today, U.S. intelligence, Putin authorized influence operations to hurt Biden's candidacy. The office of the Director of National Intelligence on Tuesday released a declassified report uh, on foreign actors' attempts to influence and interfere in the 2020 election. Axios says, what's the big picture? Well, the U.S. intelligence community found that Russia and Iran conducted influence operations aimed at affecting the outcome of the election, but China did not. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me. The report found no indications that foreign actors attempted to alter any technical aspect of the voting process. U.S. intelligence agencies assessed that Russian President Vladimir Putin authorized influence operations aimed at uh, denigrating Biden's candidacy, supporting former President Trump, undermining public confidence in the election, and sowing divisions. But for China, the report assesses that Beijing did not deploy interfe uh, interference efforts and consider, uh, considered, but did not deploy influence efforts intended to change the outcome of the election. Uh, and I guess here, uh, Irani, uh, Iranian Supreme Leader Ayatollah uh, Ali uh, Khamenei authorized a multi-pronged covert influence campaign aimed at damaging Trump's election prospects and undermining confidence in the election. But again, China did nothing. Don't believe it. Now, um, uh, Biden was asked today about uh, uh, Putin... And he said that, I mean, he said this, right? Biden told Stephanopoulos that he agreed Putin was a killer, a killer, and would pay a price. Uh, he says, he'll, he'll pay a price. We had a long talk, he and I, when we, and I know him relatively well, and the conversation started off, I said, I know you and you know me. If I, if I establish this occurred, then be prepared. I'm <laughs> tough. Tough guy Joe Biden, he's standing up to Putin, man. Remember, this isn't that the same guy that March 26th of of what was it, 2012? What was uh Barack Obama said? Yo, tell tell Vladimir I'll have more flexibility. It's my last election. 
Now, Trauma has more flexibility after, after this. The same guy that was his boss. It was Joe Biden's boss. Now he's going to stand up to Putin. He said, uh, Stephanopoulos asked, so you think Putin, you think he's a killer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do, he says. He says, uh, the president, uh, he says, you'll see. Putin's going to pay the price. Yeah. Okay, Joe. Anyway, so what else is happening in Joe Biden's America? Well, Columbia University, how about this? Segregation, I guess, is back. Columbia University hosting six separate graduation ceremonies based on income level, race, ethnicities. What? Okay. Columbia University planning to hold six additional graduation ceremonies. The New York City Schools website details graduation ceremonies for Native, Asian, Latinx, what I even need, what's Latinx, and black students taking place for Columbia College, Columbia Engineering, General Studies, and Barnyard College at the end of April. Another dubbed FLI graduation is for first generation and or low income community. The school also hosts, a, get this, a lavender graduation for the LGBTIAQ plus community. And that, that community, that LGBTQs, I mean, are they going to use every single letter in the alphabet? My goodness. Due to coronavirus restrictions, the ceremonies will take place online. Now get this though. Because last month, Young America's Foundation flagged a white onlys, whites only caucus event scheduled to take place at Elon University. That was intended to give white people a space to learn about and process their awareness of and complicity in unjust systems without harming their friends of color. The university said the event was organized by a group of students and eventually did not take place because it would have been at odds with university policies. So what is that what we're seeing now on college campuses? Is segregation really making a comeback? Is that the best way to unify the country? Haven't we, I, like, I feel like we're fighting against socialism and communism. And I'm like, we've done this before. Why are we going back to this? We've defeated all of this nonsense before. It's total madness and chaos. Open borders continues, by the way. Oh, and look at how, so look at how stupid the Washington Post and the Democrats made themselves be today. Democrats, so this headline came at five o'clock in the morning. Democrats, and this is in the Washington Post, Democrats question Representative Kevin McCarthy's claim that terrorists are crossing the border. Axios, today, also today, you ready? Four people matching terror watch list arrested at the border. So you want fake news? Read the Washington Post. And this is the second time in two days that the Washington Post is getting a story wrong. Remember yesterday they had to write their retraction because of uh because they said uh that um the Secretary of State uh Raffensburg, remember he recorded the phone call. Uh, with Donald Trump said, you know, you got to find the fraud. And it never happened. Never, ever occurred. So anyway, in Axios, though, and 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 it's one thing to, to have fake news and 
get a story completely wrong, but the terrorists being found at the border, well, that's a massive story in and itself. The Customs and Border Protection Agency confirmed to Congress today that four people arrested at the southern border since October 1st match the names on the FBI's terrorist screening database. A congressional aide briefed a correspondence uh, on the correspondence told Axios. Why does it matter? Well, get this. Three of the people arrested were from Yemen. One was from Serbia. The four arrests are more than the number of similar people taken into custody during recent full fiscal years. According to the source, in uh, fiscal year 2018, six people from Yemen and Bangladesh were arrested. Well, again, this is all, and, and, and Axios points it out here, former President Trump and other conservatives have frequently warned about, oh, they got to put in there, sometimes inaccurately. They've warned about foreign terrorists entering the United States via the southern border. Well, it just happened. We're warning about it for a reason, because you can't vet these people. How is it that terrorists, four people that match these names on the terrorist watch list, got that close to getting into the country? Who knows how many they haven't caught? That's what happens when you're not a sovereign nation, when there's no laws pertaining to the border, and you say everyone and anyone, come on in here. Oh, and Biden says today, he says, no, I, I wasn't the, the idea saying that they want to come here because I'm a nice guy. No, I'm saying don't come. No, Joe, you said that you were going to give 11 million illegals in this country amnesty that you were going to get them a pathway to citizenship. Why? Not because you care about those people, but because you believe, hey, I give you a citizenship, you're going to vote for Democrats. That, see, this is, the, this is what Democrats are all about. They're all about using people. They don't care about people getting better in their life as Americans. As long as you vote for Democrats, here, we'll give you money. Here, we'll, we'll make sure we're fighting for you. I look at some of the most impoverished communities in this country that have been under Democrat rule for decades. Have they ever gotten better? Have Democrats shown that they care about those people? No, they just dump money into those communities. And guess what? Nothing improves, nothing. How do you think Donald Trump said in 2016? Hey, what have you got to lose? Anyway, um, so... Here's the New York Times. We got to get to Cuomo today. New York Times writing uh, 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 this evening how Cuomo's team tried to tarnish one of his accusers. I mean, it just gets worse and worse for Andrew Cuomo. Uh, the New York Times writes, people tied to Governor Cuomo sought to damage the credibility of Lindsay Boylan, the first woman to accuse Cuomo of sexual harassment. Quote, the letter was a full-on attack on Mrs. Boyland's credibility, suggesting that her accusation was premeditated and politically motivated. It disclosed personal complaints uh, filed against her and attempted to get this, attempted to link her to supporters of former President Donald Trump. Okay, Lindsey Boyland, right? Who was a Cuomo, who worked for Andrew Cuomo, a Democrat one of the most prominent Democrats in the country. 
They were going to try and link her to supporters of Trump. (laughs) Real good strategy, Governor. So Biden was asked about Cuomo. Uh, President Biden said it in his exclusive interview with uh, Stephanopoulos. Uh, uh, Stephanopoulos said, I know you said you want the investigation to continue. Uh, He said, if the investigation confirms the claims of the women, should he resign? Well, Joe Biden said, yes, the president uh, replied. He said, I think he'll probably end up being prosecuted as well. Now, remember, seven accusers in recent weeks raised allegations against the Democratic governor. One claim he groped a woman, uh, was referred to police in Albany, uh, a a number of top Democrats, including uh, Schumer, Gillibrand, have called on Cuomo to step down. Oh, Biden said, now, now, now this, this is, is so incredibly ironic. Here's more hypocrisy of the Democrat party. Biden said, quote, a woman should be presumed to be telling the truth and should not be scapegoated and become victimized by her coming forward. Oh, really? I hope, I wonder if Tara Reid was listening to this interview where, remember, she said Joe Biden sexually and sexually uh, 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 assaulted her and Joe Biden, nope, none of this ever happened. Nope, and, 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 and we, we can't believe her. No, all the facts have to come out first. Same thing with Andrew Cuomo. When it was Brett Kavanaugh who was being accused of sexual ass- assault, you know, and, and, and even rape from the one woman who came forward, but by Christine Bla- Dr. Christine Blase Ford, who noticed how she doesn't show up anymore. I mean, she played her part in history, you know, trying to get Kavanaugh not confirmed. It was all a political stunt from the beginning. And if it wasn't, and again, under oath, she said, quote, 100%, it was Brett Kavanaugh. So did she lie under oath? And if she didn't, and she really believes that, how come she's not pursuing charges right now? I'll tell you why she's in California right now. Got a huge paycheck from the whole ordeal. Now And now she's just sitting back, totally fine. Try to ruin a man's life. Try to ruin a man's career. After working his entire life to get to that position, then he's just about to be confirmed to the United States Supreme Court, and she tries to ruin him. How disgusting is that? So anyway, uh, he says a woman should be presumed telling the truth. Now, that's in, that alone, that statement alone is incorrect because you are innocent until proven guilty. I don't understand why the Democrat Party has such a hard time figuring that out. Allegations aren't confirmations. You can't just allege someone of something. Then if they say, well, I didn't do it, it doesn't matter. I said you did it. So you have to believe me. That's not how our country works. It's not how our rule of law is written. So anyway, he said, uh, it takes a lot of courage to come forward. So the presumption is they should be taken seriously and it should be investigated. And and, and that's what's that's what's underway now. So, and now this is, by the way, this is a step in Biden saying, uh, uh, this is as far as he's gone in uh, calling for, Cuomo's resignation. I mean, he's not really calling for it, but you know, I guess that he believes there's a path now for it for Cuomo to resign. And you know, who knows what the future is going to hold for Andrew Cuomo? I myself, I, I I'm not sure if I want him to resign. 
And I'm not, yeah, I'm not even sure I want him to be impeached. I wanted the people of New York. I wanted us New Yorkers to vote Andrew Cuomo out of office, get him out that way. But with New York City around, who knows if that uh, is ever going to happen? But Kathy Hulk, Kathy Hulk goes close uh, to where I live in Buffalo. Here, I know about Kathy Hochul. I'm telling you, she, oh Lord, I'm not sure if I want her as governor of the state of New York, but it looks right now as though that there's not a woman that's worked for Andrew Cuomo who he hasn't sexually uh, harassed in one form or another. So, you know, that it's, it's developing, but listen, we have to stay on the story. I mean, Andrew Cuomo, and again, the allegations, but, you know, it, it, we're, we're missing the the uh, we're uh, uh, avoiding the fact now, at least the mainstream media, is that Andrew Cuomo's executive order killed 15,000 New Yorkers. That's the big scandal. That's the big cover-up here. It says March 25th executive order. But, you know, you see the pivot in the media. They don't want to discuss that because they were saying how good of a job Andrew Cuomo did. Oh, he is so... Look at the leadership, Andrew Cuomo. At least he's taken this virus seriously, unlike that unlike that Donald Trump. Oh, oh by the way, Donald Trump did an interview today with Maria uh, Bartz-Roma and said, listen, you just get vaccinated. He said it's a it's a good vaccine. And again, that's you know your choice for if you want to get vaccinated or not. As far as I'm concerned, I want the country to return to normal. But, you know, I'm, you know even after we're out of this pandemic, though, with this Biden presidency, who knows when we'll have a normal again in the United States. Uh, and our countdown ticks on. We are down to 1,405 days left in the Biden administration.